0: The truth?
1: Uh, I'm all ears.
0: Okay. The truth. I always tell the
2: truth, even when I lie. Why do you find it so hard to believe? Why do you find it so easy? It's never been Easy. easy. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth.
1: All I'm offering is the truth, nothing more.
0: Hi everyone, welcome back to Truthful Talk. This is our episode number two, and uh, I am back today. This is Marco George, your host, alongside... Sam,
3: the lovely wife. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and we're back with you today. Today we have a special tribute program uh, to... Our beloved student Eric Torres, who recently passed away. June was a difficult month uh, because we were coming off, as our last show talked about, the Pulse shootings uh, in Orlando, and only two weeks after that, we got the news uh, that in in the middle of the night, uh, the night prior on uh, June twenty seventh. Eric Torres, who's one of our young students, 22 years old, had passed away due to an automobile accident. And that hit us all extremely hard. First, for me, I had never lost a student before. Now, I've been around a lot of death, unfortunately, in my life, Uh, and it, it Every time someone passes away, it's a different feeling, whether it's family, whether it's a friend. But this was something unique because Eric, as a student, feels very much like a family member and like one of my children. And it was extremely difficult to process because not only... Did I have to process it myself and with Sam and and us as a family, but now we had to process it as an entire acting community and studio uh, as well. And so I wanted to take today and talk about Eric and talk about what this meant and and what does it mean to, to lose somebody you love and especially what does it mean to lose somebody you love to an accident when they go well before their time. I mean, Eric was only 22 years old.
3: He had just turned 22 on June 12th.
0: He had turned, right, turned 22 on June 12th, which was... Yeah,
3: the Orlando shooting night.
0: Uh, the, the, the night of the Orlando shootings. So it was, it was a very... June was a very difficult month, and, and you're still processing this, this is extremely difficult. And the one thing that came out of it, though, you know, we talked about it in our last show is that the one thing that comes out of tragedy is the potential for beauty. And coming out of the Pulse shootings, as we talked about last time, was the community coming together in a very loving and beautiful way. And what we saw after Eric Eric's death was all of his friends and family coming together in that same beautiful way. We held... Uh, We held a couple of memorials at uh, at Truthful Acting for him since that was his artistic family. And it was amazing seeing the people come together and giving tribute to him, the things they had to say. And everything they had to say was just how amazing this young kid was. And I call him a kid just because, in in relation to myself, I, I, that's how I view him as as a kid, not much older than than our own daughter Maya. But the wisdom that he had, the love that he carried, the compassion and empathy that he had for everyone around him at that young age is something that is very rare in this world. And that's what surfaced out of this is we discovered. And it's not that we didn't know it before, but it's amazing what you learn about someone after they die. It, it's amazing how it puts things into perspective, and there's a new way of looking at it. And we all knew who Eric was when he was alive, because he was an amazing person, brought light into every room. He was just this, <laughs> this puppy that was so excited to do everything. But looking at everything he did in hindsight, you just see how amazing it really was.
3: I think he carried like this innocence about him. I know he was goofy and he was very random and stuff, but I think that he carried such an innocence in the sense of love. Like he had so much love, but it was in such an, from, from an innocent point of view, you know, he had no like malice. I don't think there was any ill intention from him, like from him, which was just amazing to see.
0: Yeah, it was this sense of innocence. And we say innocence because if you know Eric, he was... He was always saying things that were, you know, inappropriate. He was always saying things that were, were unintentionally funny. But that was, th- that was it. He was, he was unintentional with it. And the innocence came out in this very bizarre way because he had so much excitement. And he would use words that it's like, Eric, I don't think that means what you think it means. <laughs> and, <laughs> but he, his intention behind everything he did was pure. He always always cared about those around him. The one thing I saw in class and with his uh, artistic family, he was everyone's biggest cheerleader. He was the person to stand behind you and say, yeah, you can do it. You can do it. You're going to have mad skills, and you're going to go out there, and you're going to destroy it. And he would do that. He would After every single person would work in class, he would tell them how amazing they were.
3: Yeah, I think that's one of the things that um, I saw from everyone that came up and spoke about him was— how no matter what they were going through Eric noticed them I think he was somebody to notice people like he made everybody feel special because a lot of people that would talk say oh I came to class and I was feeling down but Eric was the one that came up to me and Eric sat and said yeah it's all gonna be, it's all good it's all good it's all gonna be okay and, and he was the one to make people feel better and it's that's this that's this that's the part that's tough
0: that is, the, that is the part that's hard, is the fact that here is this person that was so filled with love, and he was so filled with positivity. He was the one that would be there for you if you were down. And so why does this have to happen to someone like that? And not that this should happen to anybody, but we when we reflect that, and a lot of people, when they got up there to speak about him, they were having similar feelings. And a couple people even said, why Eric and not me? Yeah. Eric's a better person than I, than I, I am, so why him and not me? You know, and that, you know, I, I don't like hearing that either because I don't want anyone feeling that they're not a good person. Uh, we all have something to, to contribute to this world. Uh, we just have to find what that is.
3: I think that's just a testimony of who Eric was as a person. For somebody to sit there and say, why Eric and not me? You know, and to hear that from different people—that just it goes to show of, man, this kid like lived his life to the point where somebody is saying that, you know, and he was only twenty-two years old.
0: The night he passed away, uh, we were in class that night. I I was with him just five hours earlier, and we—he left class somewhere around eleven thirty, eleven forty-five p.m and usually by that time you know people have long days everyone's ready to go home they're ready to go to sleep they're ready to just you know relax and eric's always ready to go 11:45 at night he's ready to do something and what he did that night is he went over a coworker's house he worked at the restaurant called bj's and the, he had a coworker that was going to take a test the next day it was, it was a a test to move up a position you know with the company and so he was studying something and eric in his way that he he always did he went over to this person's house to help them study he wanted to see everyone succeed and he would be there for you if you needed help all you need to do is say hey i need help on this and he'd be like all right man let's let's do this let's do this i'm gonna be there for you and he was and that's what he did that night he left our studio almost at midnight, to go to someone else's house to help them study. What happened after that is is still a little unknown. He was uh, a passenger in in a vehicle at about 4.45 in the morning, uh, driving on the expressway. Uh, It was a single-car accident. The car, for some reason, veered off on the expressway and hit the center concrete median. Uh, Upon hitting the median... Eric and another passenger were ejected from the vehicle, and Eric passed away. Eric and the other passenger were not wearing their seatbelts, uh, which is why they were ejected. The driver and this and the other passenger were taken to the hospital and were later released. And again, we ask, why Eric?" Yeah why couldn't he sure he was he was in in the vehicle and he was in the accident and i'm not even you know to me it's like i don't it's not that i even want the accident not to happen cuz it's a good reminder for us to be safe
3: yeah
0: but the other passenger survived the driver survived why couldn't eric be hurt but in the hospital and and many of us have asked that question you know the days you know, following, because we looked at it and say, we just want the ability to go into the hospital and talk to Eric and, and give him a lecture about, you know, man, you, why weren't you wearing your seatbelt? Why weren't you doing that? Why? Why were you out that late? We wanted that ability to just talk to him. And, and you know, for me, give that fatherly advice. And it hurts not to be able to have that talk with him. Yeah. And he was out there that night because he was helping someone. He was helping someone. So it's been an extremely difficult time. It's been an extremely difficult readjusting to class without him. Because uh, as I said, he was, he was in an, an active class of mine. So his fellow classmates have been deeply affected. He uh, has many, many close friends in the studio And it's been a crazy adjustment period of, of how do we move on when something like this happens? And I think what we found is that, yes, we move on, but it's not, it's not that we move on and forget about this. It's not that we get past this in any way, because we don't. We move on incorporating this in our life. We move on now having to live with this forever. Forever. And that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to have to live with this forever because it's, it's a reminder. And, and amazingly enough, we had many reminders when the pulse shooting happened and we had to incorporate that. Now we have reminders when, when Eric passed. And the reminders that we saw when Eric passed is to live your life. I mean, here's a 22-year-old kid who knew how to live his life. He was a 22-year-old kid who knew really what unconditional love was because that's how he lived. He knew what compassion was because that's how he lived. He knew what empathy was because that's how he lived. He knew what it really meant to look on the positive side of things because that's how he lived. At 22, most people spend their entire life searching for just momentary feelings of that. And he had that. And it's not that he came from... It's not that he grew up with a very easy life early on. It wasn't until really just a few years ago that his his father had brought him down from New York to Florida to try to give him a better life. And when his father, you know, told me the story that, you know, when Eric first came down, he was very introverted. He was pulled in. He was paranoid he didn't like people looking at him, nor did he like looking people in the eyes, and he just had very low self confidence. You know, it amazes me because that's not the Eric we know.
3: He was a complete opposite of that,
0: which is a testament to both himself from being able to work past it, and then the work that his father Peter and uh, and and Jennifer did with him, and his aunt Stacy, and his aunt Stacy. I mean, and and his cousin and. But there was something inside of Eric that allowed him to move past it because most of us would get trapped into that. Most of us, when we have bad things happen, we have a tendency to stay there, get trapped in that negativity and allow that whatever negative event that occurred, we allow that event to then be a reflection of us. He was able to look past any negative event that happened in his life and find the positivity. I remember the first, the first night of class... That Eric had with us, we do an exercise called uh, the Joyous Object, and the Joyous Object is it's it's an icebreaker type of exercise where everyone brings in something that when they look at it, they feel it, they touch it, they think about it. It 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 makes them feel something good, something positive. And his was the book, uh, The Secret. He had recently discovered it, and you know said that it really had changed his life and his p- uh, point of view of the world. And that he just was real all about positivity now and all about, you know, changing things. And, you know, if you think the positive things, those things will be returned to you. And it was was this really interesting thing. And he also said, so one of the things that came out of the secret for him was to go out and find new friends. He had recently moved to Orlando because he was going to start attending UCF. He was going to live with his aunt here in Orlando. And he took the class because he says, I just don't know anyone here and I want to make some new friends and amazingly enough we look at a year and a half later and not only did he make friends he's part of a family and so many people in that short time of all the people that he met and influenced so many people came out to say the most amazing things about him how many lives that he touched in that time so he accomplished his task He accomplished not only making friends, but making family. And that's a tribute to him. That's a tribute to the person he was. That's a tribute to his ability, even in a short time, to have such a huge effect on people. Because we had people come out to the memorials to say a few words, and they had recently met him. They had known him for a short time. They maybe worked on one project with him. And they were all saying what an amazing impact that he had on their life, even only meeting him recently or even only meeting him uh, once, that he was so positive it had an impact on them.
3: Yeah. And it's crazy because we think about how many people do we meet a day or interact with daily um, or that people come across us, like makes me reflect on my life. Like Eric had such an impact on people in such, such a short amount of time, so he understood like he got it what life was about and like to me that's an inspiration i want to get it i want to be that person that when people meet is positive and had something had a positive impact in their life no matter what it was and to me that's what i got a lot out of eric um it i know it sounds cliche and stuff though, but that's just that's what he was he was just he was just awesome He was just an awesome guy, like super funny. And it's just, I don't understand it. Maybe his time was up in this world. Maybe he was just, he he gave all the love and because he got it and he was able to touch so many lives, well, maybe his job was just done here. And all of us here are still doing our jobs because they're just, we're not done yet. But I think maybe he was just done. Maybe. I don't know.
0: But it was, it's definitely something we can learn from. The one thing I learned is that Eric was here as a teacher. He wasn't only a student and a student of mine, but he was a teacher. He was a teacher to all of us. And the way we honor him is by taking those teachings, by learning from him, and then carrying those forward. Teachings of positivity. Positivity. He was, he was somebody that could find the positive in anything. Yeah. And a lot of times, annoyingly so.
3: Yeah, like the super annoying positive person that you're like, come on, dude, like seriously, are you always smiling? And yeah, he just always was.
0: He found the positive in going to get a pizza. He found the positive in, in you know, after class going to eat a hamburger. It was like s- simple things, but he was always positive and he always saw the good in others. And he was innocent to the point when whatever he said, he really believed and he was truthful with. Yeah. (laughs) You don't find that often. And a lot of times he didn't know what he was talking about, but he was truthful and he meant it. His intention was was pure.
3: I think he was always uh, eager to learn, you know, like the whole sitting in class and bombing his head, like, you know, when he would listen to you talk and he'd jump out and say something, even if it made no sense. He was just like, yeah, like I want to learn
0: more. Yeah, and he did. He would always, because I would I would have uh, discussions in the beginning of class, and I would talk about different topics. And Eric was one to always jump in to whatever conversation I was having or whatever dialogue I was having. He would jump in to finish my sentences, and usually, he when he jumped in, he went in a completely opposite direction of what I was trying <laughs> to say. <laughs> but it was just because he was so excited. So excited to be involved, and he, he's so excited to jump in and be part of the conversation, you know, and then he would say something and be like, okay, well, no, Eric, it's not exactly what I was saying. But. <laughs> <laughs> but it was awesome. It was awesome, and those are the things I'm going to miss. Yeah. You know, uh, uh, some other classmates, uh, female classmates called him, uh, you know, he was like the annoying little brother. And he was annoying because how positive he was. He was so positive that I was like, okay, come on, Eric, just, just settle down, come on, Eric, just but they loved him like a brother. Yeah, They looked at him like a brother. That's how much they cared about him. And the annoying part is interesting because those are the things that we have to learn from. He wasn't doing anything wrong being annoying. Those are the things we need to look at and say, well, those annoying traits are really the parts in ourself that are not easy for us to do. It's not easy for us to see the positive side of something. It's not easy for us to see the good in life around us. It's not easy for us to have all of that energy and and excitement and enthusiasm for whatever we're doing. And those are the things we have to learn from. Those are the things we have to say, you know what? Yeah, while in his life we found them annoying, those are the things we need to incorporate and carry on. They're not annoying. They're just difficult for us to do. It's easier for us to get down about something. It's easier for us to look at, you know, the glass is half empty. But if we keep Eric in our ear, if we, we keep his voice inside of us and keep hearing him tell us, no, just keep doing it, go ahead, just, just do that, it's going to be okay, then we can carry on his legacy. And that's what we need to do. That's so important. That's how we keep any, anybody alive. They're not really gone if we remember them. They're still with us if we keep them with us. Just because we can't see them, just because we can't touch them, just because our senses aren't necessarily aware that they're there, their spirit stays alive inside of us, which means they are still really there.
3: Yeah, like last night we, uh, for dinner, we decided to eat something that Eric really liked. So we went and bought some fried pickles at a place that he really liked Getting the fried pickles at. So we had that and we had pizza at a place that he said the pizza was great. So we went and we bought that. So I think it's the little things like that that keep, you know, him alive, like and still with
0: us. So just so you guys get an understanding, for those of you who did not know Eric, just so you have an understanding of who he is, he recorded a video and he did a lot of these motivational type videos where he would have the motivational message of the day. And I want to play one for you guys just so you can, one, hear his voice, kind of have an understanding of his personality and the things that he would talk about day in and day out. Now, granted, he was driving in a car while recording a, <laughs> a selfie video, <laughs> which, which a few of us talk to Eric and say, Eric, don't do that. But, uh, but the message is, is wonderful. So here we go.
4: I know most of you heard the uh, saying, money makes the world go round, wrong, love makes the world go round, and as cheesy as it sounds, I understand, but in order to keep yourself happy and keep the world happy, yeah, it's a lot of happy, but to do that, you gotta have love in your life, and not necessarily romantic love, so ladies, don't get crazy now what you need is love and how you find love is friends that are moving in the same direction as you that's love okay when you have somebody when you have a friend that's moving in the same direction as you are it's good because you learn to love them because they love the same things that you love get it? love fucking love excuse me I'm sorry I didn't mean to curse love makes the world go round
0: and that was eric that was the message that he always had spreading love
3: and it's funny because he says love makes the world go round and i know it sounds cheesy but i understand it yeah because it's it's a cheesy it's a cheesy cliche type of thing right love makes the world go round well what does that really mean you know what i mean like it's easy to say that but and we all hear that but what does that mean and i when he says, and as cheesy as it sounds, I understand it. Like he had a deep understanding of what love was. And it's all about, like he said, surrounding yourself with people that, that ha- are going in the same direction as you. So if you have passions of certain things and you're surrounding yourself with people that have those same passions, well then it's you're, you can't help but be a better person. So, I, I just think that at 22 years old, for him to understand that, to really understand it, because at least, you know, for me, when you're growing up and stuff, you you you're surrounded by people, but not by choice. It's just because these are people that are in your life because either you're going to school or you work with, and they're just people you hang out with, but not by choice. And I think he understood that difference, like he made the choice to surround himself with people that had that same spirit. And that's why his life was so fulfilling.
0: And it wasn't just that he surrounded himself with people that were like him. He would allow himself to really try to understand what you were passionate about, what anyone else around him was passionate about. And he would try to share in that. He was, he was extremely understanding in, in that sense. So it wasn't that he would exclude everyone else and say, "No, I'm only going to surround myself with with actors, or I'm only going to surround myself with right. you know people that believe in you know whatever." He he went and we ha- was helping anyone like you know this this friend he went to help. He was he was taking a job to to get a promotion in the kitchen. Well, that Eric was getting a job to be promoted in the kitchen. It was he was helping somebody else because that was their passion. So he understood this message that he was saying, also from himself. Yes, surround yourself with people that are moving in the same direction. But he also was a motivator to others, and would jump on the bandwagon and say, "Hey, you know what? You love carpentry? That's awesome. I, I can understand why you love carpentry, and, and you know, let me push you and, and get you excited and keep you well, moving forward." Because he's
3: coming from a place of love, so of it love. doesn't matter. It didn't matter as long as it was coming from love. Then he was all on board. That, that's all that mattered for him.
0: Yeah, people coming together—that's what he said—is you know, surrounding yourself with friends that come together and move in the same direction, because then you feel accepted then you feel loved and it may, that brings out happiness. And he knew that. He somehow got that at such a young age. And it's a testament to his friends, it's a testament to his family
3: mm-hmm.
0: that he had that inside of him.
3: He was a superstar.
0: Yes, he was, he was a superstar. And his legacy will still be remained as that. I mean, he will be remembered as that mm-hmm. and hopefully carried on. I, I'm doing, you know, everything I can within the school, within my studio to, to keep his spirit alive, to make sure that it's not, you know, it's not that, okay, Eric's gone and we're not going to remember him or talk about him anymore. No, it's like, we're going to keep his, his spirit actively alive. We're going to continue to talk about him. We're going to continue to bring him up. We're going to continue to say, well, what would Eric say about this? What would Eric do about this? and while what he would might say might be completely off topic <laughs> it would still bring that levity that's needed it would still bring that uh that love that's needed
3: and his passion for music
0: his passion for music was incredible uh he talked about his music a lot he talked about you know he he was he was a rapper and he used to freestyle a lot in class and uh but I never really understood his music until after he passed away and his father played one of his tracks. And it was really, really amazingly good. And I I look back and I say, why didn't I know more about his music when he was alive? Now, of course, I'm, you know, we worked on acting in class and that's how I knew him as, as that student. And I knew him as a person and he talked about his music, but... We never really shared in that deeply. And I wish I would have known more about that side of him when he was alive uh, because he was so talented. Yeah. So, so, so talented. And again, it makes me look and say, well, what, what are other people around me every day that have these passions and have these talents and have these things that are very important to them that I'm not aware of? Right. And maybe I'm not aware of it simply because it's not part of my day. It's not part of my normal routine. And what can I do to make sure that I am embracing the passions of everyone else around me? That's what Eric did. He embraced the passions of others. And not in a superficial way. He really did it. And that's what I want to kind of carry forward and say, all right, I, I want to really learn about people. I want to really get down and know what what makes them feel alive.
3: What makes them who they are. What-
0: what makes them who they are. I want to embrace that. I want to encourage that. And it's it's what... We do at the studio. It's what I already do in the in the class. But you know, the thing that Eric taught me is I could be doing more. I could be I could be really actively working on it and saying, okay, well, how how can I get better at this? How can I make sure that I don't let anything bring me down? That's the one thing I loved about Eric is he was always positive. And I still have my I go through times when I have my ups and downs. And it's like, well, I have to remember in those times what's important in life. Mm-hmm. I have to remember what's what are we really here for.
3: And I'm sure he had days that he was down. I I mean, he was a human being. I mean, I'm sure he had his days where he was down. Um, But I think most, like, the biggest thing is how much he gave, how much he cared about others. You know, because usually when we're going through stuff and we talk to other people, well, we want to tell everyone what we're going through you know, and what's happening in our day and what's happening in our life and why we're down or why we're, and, and that he was really outwardly focused in that sense, you know, so I'm sure there were days where he was down and stuff and talked about it, but it was, he didn't focus, I think, on that.
0: I would only assume that there were days that he was down, <laughs> but the reason why I say it like that is because in class and for the past year and a half, I, And I've been trying to remember, really, because I'm, I'm like, okay, I, it, it's not possible that he was always positive, right? We're human beings. But I don't remember not one time, in, it, from the entire span that, that I knew him, I don't remember one time of Eric being in a bad mood. I'm not saying he was always at the high energy level that he was. Sure. Some days, even when he was going through tough times, he would say, I'm going through some tough times, but it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. (laughs) I'm just, I'm just low energy today, but, but it's going to be okay. And he was still had that positivity, even when he was dealing with something that might be tough. He still looked on the bright side. He still looked at what was good in his life. And I don't have one memory of him being negative. Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> because I can't say that about most other people. I can't say that about myself. I, we all, you know, we all have the, the mixture of, uh, of positive and negative. And sure, we all get affected by things and we all have bad days. But sometimes we, we let the, the most mundane things ruin our day. We let the most superficial things uh, throw us into a realm of negativity. And for me personally, I wanna be more like Eric where those superficial things don't stop me from doing something positive that day. Cause you know, I, I get out of bed one morning and you know, I'm out of coffee in the house and all of a sudden I'm in a bad mood. It's like, well that's the most superficial thing in the world. So why am I gonna let that throw me off? Because all of a sudden I'm in a bad mood which means the next person I interact with is going to feel that energy and then it could possibly put them in a bad mood. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which then could then have, have that ripple effect. Versus if I stay positive and, and I'm like, all right, no, no big deal. I'm just going go to go to Dunkin' Donuts and get a coffee. And then when I'm at Dunkin' Donuts, I'm going to tell someone you know, how amazing they are, just random act of kindness. And then all of a sudden I can have a ripple effect that way because they feel good. And all of a sudden they feel really good. So they share that, that energy. And then as they share that energy, it ripples outward. And I think if we all did that, Very small levels, but if we all did that and really tried to ripple out positive energy and that that positivity, we could affect a great change in this world.
3: I think the biggest thing for me that I got out of Eric's death is, because I'm trying to think like, what can I do in my daily life to keep his memory going, right? Like, what can I do? And I think the biggest impact that Eric had that I can see that he was excited about life so i want to be excited every day
0: yeah he was he was definitely excited about everything i mean after class like we talked about after class you'd be excited about going to get frickles right they're fried pickles that would be exciting for him yeah it's like oh man let's go get some frickles let's go do this oh man i just had the best slice of pizza and it wasn't the best slice of pizza but you know what to eric (laughs) in that moment it was and he was so excited about those things. Oh man, I'm going to Dunkin' Donuts to get coffee. And it was excited.
3: Yeah. The it's, small things. It's the things. little things. It's the little things.
0: He he found the things to appreciate in life. He found the things to be excited about in life. And and it's what a lot of us overlook. And that's what I would like to embrace as well.
3: Yeah, I mean I, I think I get a little bit excited about I get excited about little things. Like
0: you do. I do I do get
3: excited about little things but I want to be more excited. <laughs> you know?
0: And allow ourselves to be excited. And what a great message to, to the kids, you know, we we have we 17 have children. children. Yeah, we have a lot of kids. I'm just kidding. And, <laughs> we don't have 17 <laughs> a <of> children. A <laughs> lot, lot of kids, a lot of animals. But but with our with our kids, we have five kids. And it's I, what a great message to them to show them. You know, if they see if they see us excited with life, then it gives them permission to be excited. Mm -hmm. But if they see us serious all the time or down all the time, then that's what they're going to equate adulthood to. And that's what they're going to, in a weird way, look forward to. Meaning their expectation of adulthood is that, oh, it has to be serious. And it's important that we set the example for them and say, no, it's, it's, we carry that excitement, the same excitement you see at seven years old, at 10 years old, at 11 years, whatever that is, the same excitement that you can carry it through.
3: Eric would have been an amazing dad. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Amazing. He would have been the one that took his kid to like play at the park and.
0: He, he wanted to be, when he grew up, type of thing. He was 22. And he always said when he grew up, the one thing he wanted to be was a motivational speaker. He wanted to, and I, I had talked to him about this because it's one of my, it's it's on my to-do list. It's on my plans. That one of the things that I want to create is a, uh, a, a nonprofit that goes into high schools and brings, one, motivational messages through the arts uh, into the high schools. And I had talked to Eric about him being a part of that because I I thought he would be amazing one because of his positivity just his the the message that he would bring and two his ability to talk to youth because he understood that level he understood how he was very casual the way he talked uh he, he was his references were all very youthful and he was very excited about being part of that and that's that's part of what he wanted to do and when i eventually get that off the ground and do that it's going to still be in his honor i want to create stuff and still talk about eric in the high schools and tell them that hey i once had this student and this is who he was and this is what he was about because his message is what i really wanted everyone that's going through high school to see high school is a tough time yeah and man eric's message to see someone that you know that went through some tough times but look at them now at 22, look, look at how happy they were and look at their, their goals and look at, you know, this is what you can accomplish. That's what I want to bring to the high school. So we're going to, we're going to still incorporate Eric into that when, when that time comes, because he was, he was going to be a big part of it. And I still want him to be a big part of it.
3: Yeah. And I think he left a legacy. Even at such a young age, he left a legacy.
0: Absolutely he did, <laughs> and, th- and that's the amazing thing, right I mean, yeah. at such a young age, he leaves his amazing legacy at twenty two years old. The amount of people that showed up here locally for him, and then you know they, they had the funeral up in New York, mm-hmm. and the amount of people that showed up to the funeral for the procession for everything was overwhelming, yeah, it was overwhelming. You normally don't have that many people coming out for a funeral, and it wasn't just because he was young, it was because. That's how many people he affected.
3: Yeah. I think his dad said it was a 70-car procession.
0: That's that's amazing.
3: Crazy. How awesome.
0: And what a great legacy to leave. Yeah. What a great legacy to leave. If there's one thing to say, is that Eric went out on top. <laughs> he, he left a mark to be remembered. Yep. And it's as, as sad as it is right now, to deal with the fact that he's not here, we have to keep him alive by taking the good.
3: Yeah. Mr. 365.
0: Mr. 365. That was, that was one of his nicknames because he never stopped working. Meaning he never stopped working on his passion. He was always, always energetic. He was always going forward 365 days a year. Then his other nickname, which was he gave himself was the big douche. Which was funny because I don't
3: think he really knew what that meant. <laughs> well, in his own way, he did.
0: And The good douche and the bad douche. <laughs> he gave us the lecture on that one night in class. He told us the difference. No, it's it's not about... No, it's not douche. It's douche. Right, I guess there was a different way he was saying like, douche. <laughs> and there's a bad douche, but there's a good douche. And I'm the good douche. And I'm like, Eric, I don't think that means what you think <laughs> it means. <laughs> I don't think people are going to understand that
3: Well, that's so cool. He gave it his own meaning. He did. Is, he created
0: his own those, his own slang.
3: Those are those are the awesome people, man. The ones that don't fit inside the box and he definitely was not an inside the box kind of guy. He broke like all the rules, but in a cool way, you know, not in a
0: In an amazing way.
3: Yeah. In the way that we're all t- telling stories. All the stories that have been told about Eric are things that make you laugh and are like, Oh my god, did he really say that or did he really do that? And it's because you know, it's not in the proper way of living and you know what I mean? Like I don't know if I'm explaining. Yeah, myself. he
0: he wasn't he wasn't trying to fit into any sort of box. He wasn't trying to to say the right thing. And he was never coming from a bad intention. He just said what was on his mind and said what was in his heart. And he did it in his own way.
3: So if we could all just do that, just even a little bit.
0: Yeah. And he never took offense to anything either. I mean, other a lot of people didn't get him. A lot of people didn't understand him because they, you know, it's, it's hard to, to tell. Is he just being goofy? Does he really believe the things that he's saying? I think so. And, oh, he definitely did. He definitely did. And then... You know someone in class made a comment that he was unintentionally funny and that's that's probably the best way to say it He was so funny to to listen to and and to talk to But it wasn't that he was trying to tell jokes He was just his personality made you smile. His personality made you laugh in a very good way You loved being around the guy.
3: So thank you Eric from behalf of all of us Thank you for giving us these memories
0: We love you, we miss you, and you will be with us every day for the rest of our lives. We will carry your memory forward. To conclude this podcast, I just want to, one, say thank you for listening. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for taking the time out to to listen to our, you know, about our dear friend, Uh, and Hopefully you can relate this to anyone that you've lost in your life. And when you do, take whatever they represented that was good to you and carry that forward. Keep their memory alive in a good way. And if they lived for something important that you believed in too, then take that and do something with it. That's how we honor them. And that's what you can do to honor anyone that that you have lost as well. What we're going to do is uh, one of Eric's songs got mastered uh, shortly before he he passed away. And we're going to conclude the podcast by uh, playing this song for you. So thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time.
2: China Struggles, man, that's life. God gives you everything, and you're the one that fights. I hope that sheds some light. I really do. You choose the right path, and you'll be shining bright too.
1: I'm not sure if you know, but I keep it going I do aim the square, so I'm chilling with my rounds. Whenever.
0: and learn what you have learned. I know what you're trying to do. I'm trying to free your mind,
1: but I can only show you the door. You're the one that has to walk through it.